This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Jackson's there, Billy Head, a goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson. Clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stuffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hi everybody, welcome to the Andy Take It's Chance podcast in association with Magic Rock Brewing, who are our sponsors uh, this fine podcast today. Joining me, we've got Mr. Cowshed himself with a Cowshed t-shirt. We've got Paws. Evening, mate, all right. Not trying to be outdone on the t-shirt front. Uh, Andy K. Andy, you lift it up, mate. We can only see you soon. What does it say? Hey, there it is. There there we go. The legend that it is. Even my missus has gone, who's that on your T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> si, n- no T-shirt, mate. Didn't get a memo. Glasses, mate. We've not seen it before. <laughs> Going for the intellectual look, mate, if you're watching on YouTube. I need all the help I can get, cos it. Yeah. <laughs> so before we start the podcast, we'd like to dedicate uh, this podcast today to, uh, to Mick Henry. Uh, real sad news uh, coming out yesterday. Mick passed away before the game and... Uh, the guys, Huddersfield uh, Town, did him proud yesterday and that as well. Gone too young. Uh, most people uh, will kind of know him through Twitter as well, putting, you know, right to the end, really positive, real charismatic guy and that as well. And uh, he'll be sorely missed and we're sending his love to his uh, family and friends. Uh, rest in peace, Mick. Mm. And also, we're sending our love to Ian Kilroy, another big town fan as well. You know, real sad situation at the moment uh, with Ian. And uh, we're sending love to Ian and his family. And again, we hope in some small way yesterday's result will, uh, you know, help help you at the moment. So, yeah, all the best. On to the game. Andy, let's not beat around the bush. Was that our best result of the season yesterday, mate? Oh, ab- absolutely. It's an incredible result. When, it, when I saw that, the, particularly that Lisa dropped out uh, through illness at the, when the teams were announced, I thought... Oh my God, we'll do absolutely brilliant to get a point out of these. Uh, you know, all the ex-Premier League players they got. Carl uh, and Grant guaranteed to score, you know, when he returns to the, the John Smiths. But yeah, um, the, the great stuff. It, I, I, like we said earlier, I never felt at any stage, oh my God, they're going to score it. They just seem to have lots of possession. But um, great determination. Um, it wasn't a classic game. Uh, we got taking a throwing down to a fine art. How, how long could it take to take a throwing? Every time <laughs> ball went out, it was just an absolute masterclass in taking ages, take throwing. 
Um, but they just they got what they deserved. And, and the back three were absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, the chuff debates walking on there when we, me, me and my lad were just like, oh, that, was, that was great. So it's what you, when you get those unexpected results like that, it was, it, it was brilliant. So I really, really enjoyed it, yeah. Immense pause. Me and you were in close proximity yesterday. I must admit, I, I don't think I've slept as well, and that's nothing to do with uh, you know the drink I, I was uh, consuming. <laughs> but mate, we'll come onto everything later on. But the the atmosphere, the the stadium, it just felt Wagner esque, mate, to me. And uh, I think we've just got to give massive credit to obviously the team for doing the business. But for the first time in a long time, I felt everybody were on the same page yesterday, mate. We were a famous win, and we needed them. I think Mark Devlin put a tweet on last night, which I kind of, you know, agree with every sentiment that the, the team needed the fans to get them over the line. It, it was a famous win, mate, wasn't it? And it was a, it was a brilliant afternoon to be able to see town yesterday. Pause. Yeah, yeah, sorry, fantastic, mate. I was, I thought you were going to add something else, mate. I thought you were going to add oh, something else. Yeah. No, no, it were, um, it were a, a, a really great performance and. Uh, it, it were everything that you want as a football fan, want it from your team that it were, uh, you know, the determination were there, the passion, the togetherness, the, the will to win, a little bit of shit housing as uh, Andy's already sort of alluded to there with a you know a bit of time wasted towards the end and yeah I agree with Andy at one point there were no real point where I thought oh you know they're definitely going to score they weren't sort of knocking on the door they weren't um, they weren't peppering the goal I can't remember Nichols making a like a proper save, if you know what I mean. He, he came and, you know, caught a few and punched a few and uh, we had a couple of scrambles to defend. But no, apart from apart from that, and I think the the confidence within the fan base certainly grew second half. The, as you know, as you said, the atmosphere were, were tremendous, really. Um, second half, it, it, it felt like a real togetherness. There's no sort of superstars in that team at the moment. Um, and everybody, everybody rose in the same direction and, you know, another clean sheet, which is which is magnificent. I think that I, you know someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's nine in fifteen now that we've had, um, which, which is four in a row. Pause. Four in a row, yeah, yeah. You can't. You know I mean we we've talked about as sort of striking prowess and you know options up front and stuff, but when you're not conceding, that that concern disappears because as yesterday proved, you only need that you know one chance and and you win one nil. So yeah, long may it continue. Sai, bloody hell, what a division, mate. I watched an incredible game I gave it in. I think some of the division, Derby three bombs, two Derby are on minus 100, I think, aren't they? <laughs> Bournemouth swaggering. I don't think Bournemouth have lost it away or even considered any goals, I think, until today. And this division, mate, he's just making us all up mugs. And you know, my employers are loving it, mate, because people are losing the money regularly betting on this division. What's going on, man? Yeah, it's difficult to predict, isn't it? I think uh, the majority of us on this podcast said we were kind of strong candidates for relegation at the start of the season well, what do we know um, and how that's come back to bite us <laughs> and we're now kind of talking can we hold out and finish in the top six I think obviously the top two Bournemouth and Fulham will be up there um, but the rest you can just throw a blanket over them all and on the day anyone could be anyone and to some extent that's what's quite unique and what we probably all really like about the championship there's obviously not been as much money flying around as what there has been in previous years and Actually, when you look at it on paper, we've carved out a really good squad now and more of a squad than a team, which we had last year. There's obviously some strength in depth now, which we're seeing. And yeah, kind of looking upwards as opposed to looking downwards. I think just just reflecting on kind of yesterday's game, I think the one thing I would add is I thought the discipline, particularly out of possession, which obviously we didn't have much of, was, was really good. Everyone understood where they needed to be, kind of the way we shuffled from side to side, kind of... There was no weak links whatsoever. And I think you've got to take your hats off to the coaching team in that regard. Think back to last season, we were kind of leaking goals for fun. Um, and that's Gabby Sarri, who I'm sure we to discuss, who was kind of the kind of a comedy figure at points, wasn't he, last season? Kind of looks a completely different defender. Um, yeah, the coaching team have already got to take their credit for that. Unbelievable. So I'm going to give you some stats. Matt will be proud of me. These are the official as well. The research here, Cosy. To me, I am. <laughs> So West Brom's last win in Huddersfield, November 2000. So we've got a, this. It's really weird with Huddersfield Town. We've got some great records against some teams and appalling. The other, we don't seem to have like kind of it and miss. But I was thinking that coming in, West Brom don't seem to win at Huddersfield. And yeah, 2000, November 2000, 2 0, Gary Megson. I think I might have been there. I think Lee Hughes might have got one and doing all that, carry on on that. But yeah, a lot of goals. 
Possession-wise, 32% of first half and 35.6 overall in the match. West Brom had 20 shots uh, on goal, but there's only two on target. We had six, obviously, t- uh, two on target as well. They had nearly double our passes. My maths didn't that good, but 518 <laughs> passes, 284 for them. Uh, but then I want to come to kind of a first topic with an amazing back three. So, Leval Caldwell had the most good passes and crosses, and he had most possession gained in the game. Matty Pearson, four blocks, 10 clearances, which were the most in the team. He won uh, 77.8% of his duels, which was second, because Nabisar won all of his. 83% of his duels. He lost possession eight times, which was the lowest in the team from the starting 11 and that as well, and made seven clearances. So it speaks for itself, really. And the one thing I, I was interested with Nabisar, he, he looked like a man on a mission yesterday to c- come in. And, you know, we've been, a lot of people saying, Mike Cromer and this, that and the other. And, you know, depending on who you speak to, there's various reasons for that. But this man come in, and it's, it's not easy because... Nabisar, I don't know whether it's playing in front of fans or what have you, but he's got him. You know what's going to happen at QPR now, don't you, on Wednesday night? But, <laughs> but mate, it was incredible, wasn't it? Let's start with Nabisar first, uh, Andy. What do you just feel is a different kind of player? Is he playing with different players this time? Or do you think, because he's not getting in, he's thinking like a few, shit, I've got to take my chance because if I don't, I'm going to be back. Mm. You know, on the bench, so well, you, you never know what you're going to get. You're going to get me and my lad talk about you. You get Champions League now, Nabisar, or Sunday League Nabisar. And yesterday, we had Champions League now, Nabisar, time in his clearances, time in his challenges. Although, my lad's just shown me a, 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 a bit of footage of him shoving somebody over in the box that yeah. they could have had a penalty for, which I'd forgotten about. Um, but yeah, he just seemed, he just seems to, um. It, it, it just all worked for him yesterday. But like you say, he's just as likely, I think, to have a, a game where he, he oofs one up in the air or plays a short back pass or something. I guess you've got to, you've got to, he's got so many physical advantages as a defender with that height and and, and he's, um, he's just his presence. That he's going to make the odd, the odd ricket. But yeah, I thought they were all fantastic yesterday. Pearson in particular, I've got a lot of time for him. I can't remember who it was first half down by the corner flag. He, he nearly kicked the, the lad into into oh, the bank stand, yeah. climbing the ball back, and lad sort of hobbled away. Thing, and I thought, yeah. you won't be back for much after that, pal. And he, <laughs> and he, whoever it was, he was he didn't he didn't get anywhere near him again. Um, but yeah, just all three of them. But Sar was absolutely outstanding. I think it would have been a shame. It would have been nice if he could have got a goal. If he could have got a, the oh, uh, a corner onto his head, but absolutely the place that they gone oh. absolutely mentally for the yeah. score. But. Yeah, yeah, they're really pleased. The second for half, when we had a corner, I was like thinking that just would be the creme. Yeah. We just walked out of the stadium, done a mix yeah. up. Possibly <laughs> the scenes at the end were so special. I mean, that video that I retweeted, I think it's still going and going and going, but it was really fun on it how they kind of ease electric had changed, you know, long gone Carl and Grant and all about Nabisar. But it's, you know what, the the big beaming smile at the end, that little dance, it, it was a special moment, mate, wasn't it? And, from someone like when we watched an eye follow last year with the COVID and that as well, I just thought, okay, obviously there were quite a few uh, calamities. You know, when it, that song, it does things we never expected. I think <laughs> it probably fits him more than perfect for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah doing himself. <laughs> what a special moment at the end last night when he, he would come around the pitch and you could tell he he would just so much loved it. He, I, I felt quite emotional, mate, seeing all that. He went mad. Yeah, he seems like one of them players, doesn't he, that with we, fans on his side, you know, he'll, he'll thrive off that. And I think as well, probably people like Lee's coming in and Pearson coming in have, have probably given him a lot in training as well, you know, playing along playing alongside guys like that, they'll, they'll have brought him on. He was always a good player, on his side, but you know, as Andy's already said, there were always that, that slight doubt in the back of your mind that there's going to be something a little bit crazy happen. And there, there will be, there'll still be that going on. And, you know, sometimes those sort of players, you, you've just got to like, haven't you? Because you, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, but yeah, once, once fans, you know, get on it, get behind him, I think he's, he's certainly one of them players that is a, seems a bit of a character. And as you say, we're sort of dancing around when he end up match and stuff like that. So he were obviously loving it and, and being outside and, and really phased him. I'll ask you a question if you don't mind, chaps, which is uh, obviously Wednesday night, assuming Tom Lees has got a clean bill of health. What would he do? Would he bring Lees back in? Who's been really good up until this point, really good this season? Or would he kind of keep Nabisar inside? What would he do? Andy? <laughs> Four centre-halves. 
Just play. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't drop him now, can you? That is going up front, mate, after one. Yeah, 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 fair do. <laughs> you know what? I think Colbert will drop him. I think he'll bring Lees back in. You can't drop Colwell because I think the, the guy is absolutely next level of class. Um, absolutely amazing player. Um, Pearson, bit of a bit of a hero of mine because he just don't take it. Nothing ever changes on his face. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And he's got black boots on. I saw tweets. Yeah, today. exactly. Yeah. They're he wears black boots school, as well. Yeah. Old school black boots like yeah. what I used to wear back in the day. Everyone would <laughs> get Sunday Alliance. Division four or whatever I played in. Um, <laughs> you know what, Andy? Yeah. Just sort of putting in there, but someone put a good tweet out. They, they felt that it feels like a kind of Kevin Gray kind of character. Yeah. No frills. The crowd that's, really wants it. That's a great description of it. I don't think we've had anyone of that ilk really for you know some time because I think you know kind of in the Wagner promotion season it was kind of different than that as well. This is honestly, I look, I'm really warming the guy. I loved him at the end. He strutting around the pitch and yeah. you know fist bumping. When the loot, when we kind of signed him, I remember the Luton fans were like, they were proper, you know, sad to lose him, which were always mm. a good sign, weren't they? And that as well. But it's they work so well together, don't they? As a obviously chucking Lee's back in, but back three, four, whatever you want to call it, it's mm. it, it's real. Compared when you think what we had last year, mate, when we had Steeman and we had I don't even mention his name, but that's what we oh god, it's gone off on a tangent already, but. Colwell Possum, bloody hell, mate. What a player he looks and, and that as well. It's he just he just looks next level already, man, and that as well, doesn't he? And I mean you can't get any better what he did first away games with last minute, 93rd minute win at Bramall Lane, but he just he's so calm on the ball and that as well. He just he looks like he's loving every minute of being like playing you know men's football, really, rather than academy. What a signing, mate. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I think he'll be one of those that in uh... Well, two or three years we'll be getting the old uh, made in Huddersfield, the male Smith Rowe treatment from our fans, and you know we'll be lauding him, or certain people will be lauding him up on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I think he, like you say, is is a class above already, and he, you know you don't get in at Chelsea um, at that you know at this age if if you're not, he'd gone away and played international football, and I think he scored, didn't he as well? Yeah, the night. So yeah, that obviously yeah. came back with a load of confidence. And the thing I like about Cole is not. He's different to your Pearson and your Lees. So, you know, them two are, are old school and he's a little bit more flamboyant. So you, you can actually get it down and, and start to play out front back when he's when he's there. Um which is which is nice. It, you know, sort of works well with, with Toffolo on that left hand side. Um and it, sometimes it'll crop up on left wing sometimes and look up and I think, why is centre and a half up here? But you know, why not? If he's got the confidence, he can mm. he can get the ball down, he can you know, he's not short of taking someone on and putting a decent ball in himself. So, yeah, the, like you say, the stats that you've just read out earlier, because, you know, certainly for him and the back three, we're solid. We seem, we seem solid and that were a big concern. And I think one of the main unsung heroes in that in that thing as well is um, his keeper. Yeah, we don't mention yeah. him, do we? I can't believe he's saying this. I've never mentioned him. Why? He's unbelievable. You know, since he's coming, he, he just he's just reassuring. He's just calm. You know, and to to play with as a defender with a keeper behind you like that, it just gives you so much confidence. Um, so there's you know that back that back unit now is you know it's probably one of the best. It one on paper you wouldn't have them down as one of the best in the league, but I bet if you look at stats, I bet I bet they're one of the best performing defensive um, units that, that are in championship at the moment. So. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. You, you, you've really got to take your hats off to the recruitment team because we've, we've sat on this podcast many a time before and, and no doubt we'll do again around kind of some of the crap that money's been spent on, if we be honest with ourselves. But, but Pearson, Lees, Nichols, we're, we're certainly three players. None of us felt really inspired by were we kind of in, in the summer window. None of us who felt necessarily movers up the table or progressors, but as a, as a collective been all great additions and Cole obviously you probably had slightly higher expectations for albeit an unknown quantity but it's really been the kind of um, icing on the cake I would say in, in terms of kind of the, the kind of quality that he's shown and then we we consider it's just incredible mate we've got the same manager all right we consider the most goals in the division to go in like four games without conceding a goal at home and stuff and I is it just simple that we've got better players, you know? Do you have to give Carlos a lot of credit for... Have you noticed any kind of different adjustments, really? I don't know, maybe Sar mm. giving it simple and stuff, maybe, than we, when he won last year. Well, it's amazing. I, I, I'm not sure. I think it's a change of personnel. I think I saw something on Twitter today, somebody put about, you know, we, Lee's, um, Nichols was Milton Keynes's 
reserve keeper. So how, how good was the first choice keeper be? Because this guy, this guy is absolutely spot on for what we need. Calm, reassuring, decent distribution yesterday, I thought. Um, I'm, I'm not too much of a, a tactician, so um, I, I don't know about that. I just think we just look more solid. That Players know, exactly know what they're supposed to be doing, and they do it. I don't think we're committing... Um, I don't remember Toffolo getting as far forward this season as he did as appeared to do last season. And obviously we haven't got people down the right hand side doing the same sort of thing. So maybe we're we're a little bit more solid at the back because we're not our full backs aren't bombing on as much as they as they did last year. Maybe that's a little bit to do with it. I, I, I don't know, it's just off the top of my head now. But um I just think that they know the roles, they know what's expected of them, they're comfortable in the system. So you know, let's keep doing it. I like the three-four-three. It seems to work really well. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think we'll have some dodgy games. I think you know that 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 was a big spike in performance yesterday, beating West Brom. I don't think we're a top six team. You never know. We didn't Andy, think we were top six. We're not. No, I don't think we are. Thanks for coming, Andy. We'll see you soon. <laughs> bye, bye. No, I don't think we are because we all thought we were going to be. We were relegation candidates, weren't we? So, yeah. based on you know we, the big turnover of players, which is what, what we needed. But there was nothing I saw at the beginning of the season. That game at Derby went to Derby, the first game of the season, and I said, I said yeah. at the time, both of these teams will do nothing this season. So, yeah. for us to be where we are is, is brilliant. We'll it's interesting you say that, though, Andy. About you know, like oh, we're not a, we're not a top six team because I think from every podcast from. From now looking backwards, if you go through them, we've all said we're not a top six, not a top six team, pretty much every single week, and yet we're still there. Still there. Yeah. So it's really strange because I've always been waiting for that drop off a cliff moment, and I thought after Cardiff and Peterborough, I thought that was the moment. And then you you look at the you look at the injuries no, no, but we, we should have won. We didn't. So you're thinking then you, your injuries have kicked in, and you're starting to think, oh, this is wrong from last season, but. Yesterday, for me, that kind of changed my mindset a little bit. And actually, now I'm starting to not fully believe, but I'm, I'm a little bit closer. We're maybe not, maybe not still the top six, but now I'm like, well, we're probably top 12 now. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if we're still kicking in and around, it'll be really interesting. We, obviously, the rumours that are going on with it, regards to ownership of the club. And, mm. you know, if we get through to January and uh, there was a meeting with, with Mark Devlin with the ATT panel, and he said some interesting things on there about January and if we're there or thereabouts, you know, you never know. We, we We've said it a lot that you know maybe top two are nailed on, but then it's sort of far from maybe ten or twelve, and it'll only take mm. a team to gamble in January and bring in a couple of decent players, and all of a sudden they've got a real chance. And at the moment, there's no reason why that can't be filled out. Yeah, I've honestly just thought of this. I've not rehearsed it honestly, but we've had Naby Sam with a bit of Oasis. He's the leg. <laughs> now he's got a song. I'm going Oasis again here. Yeah. Where were you when we were getting high? <laughs> Let's talk about Scott Hyde because what a through ball to set up, you know, to start the move for the goal yesterday. And Matt uh, on our group, he made a good point that if that had been Smith Rowe or someone of that ilk alone, we'd have been absolutely raving about it. But mm -hmm. I think homegrown players almost have to do work twice as hard to get some notice. I mean, Scott Hyde is a big chance yesterday. Thought he did... Uh, Ever so well as Neil Warnock says, isn't it? Ever so well. And uh, yeah, Andy, Scott, I, what were your thoughts, mate? I must admit, we're holding midfielders. I, I, I liked what I did yesterday, mate. It looked good. I was a bit grumpy about the two central midfielders yesterday, particularly first half. I just, with, apart from that that pass, and I, I, I hadn't really seen that it was Scott I that had made the pass. So maybe I was, I was a bit grumpy about it without reason. But you know, I, I thought they got better second half. Um, but like you said, the, the homegrown lads are the ones that are really, that we really want to do well. Um, I think he's he, when Oggy's fit, Oggy comes straight back in um, automatically for me. But yeah, um, it's a good pass. It's a great cross by Danny Ward and 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 Sinanis in the right place, isn't he? As, as he should be. Great goal, um, isn't it? It's smart. Yeah. It, it's, it, is, it is a really really good goal. Describe it on Sky Sports Football as a computer goal today. He kept saying it, <laughs> it twice. Yeah. I kind of get what he means, but football manager, if anyone's that on ZX Spectrum, you didn't even have to like, move, did you? Little dot. How's that? Our goal would have good, mate. I mean, obviously, we didn't have the best view where we where we are, but having seen it back, it would have it would have moved from a team playing with a lot of confidence, mate, especially at home. Great, great little run from Ward as well. If you watch it back and watch where Ward starts, mm. he sort of just gets wrong side of their centre half. I don't know if he knows that their right backs five yard behind everybody else, but. 
Um, yeah, he just sort of makes that little curve running behind their their um, centre back, and you know it's a great little great little ball across the middle. If you see four or five uh, West Bromwich Albion players lambast the linesman for not giving offside, actually when they watched it back, they'll probably be a little bit embarrassed because their yeah. their fullback's gone in with Sinani and played him on side by miles. But mm. yeah, mm. nice little ball across, and um, yeah, we were a little bit like a, a FIFA goal um, as yeah. the kids the kids will, uh, will will listen and will know. Yeah, but, there was a lot of pressure last when them changed ends. I couldn't stop laughing inside, you know, like at one minute to three. I'm thinking, oh my god, if this goes wrong here, I'm going to get absolutely destroyed. And, and yeah, you know, we, I looked at you did that straight away as soon as we turned around. I'm thinking, right, because I, <laughs> <laughs> I said to us, it says if Ward had been aiming towards empty ended to put that sitter in and say, <laughs> we played towards South Stand, we win. But Sai, let's bring Tim Robinson. Uh, made me laugh, Andy. You'll remember him being a great cricket, but. I think this is a different yeah. Robinson, the reference. Yeah. <laughs> of course, first thing, say, si, I didn't feel it when a sending off at the time for the guy. I mean, 78 minutes gone, but what a bit I was his boot. But God, if that's one of our players getting a red, I'm spewing. I, I can see why Ismail were kicking off about that. No sending off for me, mate. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know if his reputation has preceded him a little bit. Um, Liverpool, this is with that one. So he's obviously just come back from five bookings, and I think he's perhaps developed a reputation as. Someone who's uh, prepared to put a tackle in. I think it's one of them for me, kind of five, 10, 15 years ago, it's definitely not a red card, but it's kind of football's evolved and um, it kind of it probably does just touch on endangering the opponent. And, and in that context, then, yeah, like I can see why it's given. Um, you're right to say that because it's given against you, it's one of them kind of, you know, uh, yeah, you kind of, um, a bit disgruntled about really. I just I kind of thought kind of at that point then once they went down to ten men, kind of that was that was not the game over. But I'd hoped we'd have just seen the game out a bit more comfortably from that point. But obviously, it still felt quite frantic, didn't it? Um, but uh, I yeah. actually hoping he didn't send him off because I thought if we yeah. go down to ten here, these writings on water, wouldn't it? Usually when we go down, mm. you know, opposition go down to ten, yeah. it's we get worse. <laughs> so I'm thinking, keep him on, keep him on. And, and it, I mean, and that's obviously kind of probably the one. Like, one major talking point in the game from a referee's point of view, but I thought the referee was good yesterday. Actually, kind of typically let the game flow. There was probably a couple mm-hmm. of challenges for both teams that you kind of thought could have been pulled up. But um, quite refreshing, actually, because the, the game seemingly moving to more and more kind of foul for this, foul for that. But actually, yeah, they had quite a good game yesterday. It was a great for ref, with the ref, and Andy, it was interesting. I saw someone put a message out, and I think Livermore, maybe it had been yellow, but he had. He walked away from it. We're a bit arrogant, and it's almost like the ref like, "Well, bollocks to that." You're, you're, <laughs> you're yeah. But you know what? What, what you said? Has, has he kicked him in the head? Yes or no? He's yeah. The angle on TV, you can't really see, can you? It's kind of and obviously the cameras on, kind of kill the bank. But you know what? Anyone else would be like getting like rumour did today. They were playing against ten men. All of a sudden, like last twenty minutes, was get like two extra goals. But I just knew. Someone said to me, like, what you pause, that's the worst thing that could have happened here. Yeah. <laughs> it's much because it was still yellow shirts bombing mm. forward, really, wasn't mm. it? That as well. But, but yeah, Andy, let a lot go. I mean, I must admit, I've seen that Nabisad. He didn't, we had like, obviously a good view because we were facing on. We've seen Nabisad mm. kind of shielding the guy out. But what a teeny bit of a, of a shove. You just wonder yeah. if that's a Premier League game that kind of goes to bad and he goes. Yeah, I think that's given. If, 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 he, if we got VAR, that, that, that would be given, would it? You know, yeah. It wasn't. It was sort of helped him on his way as yeah. as he's um, they said heading towards the dead ball line. I think going back to the the sending off. I think Fraser Campbell's got an absolute masterclass of a. Oh my god, I've got a massive hole in my head when I'm running around. Oh the yeah, floor. He's done it. yeah. He's, uh, and you Is know that, that's yeah. You are me Fraser Campbell. No, last last season I'm sober Thomas this this season. Oh yeah, right, all right. I've jumped bandwagons <laughs> this this season. I've jumped <laughs> Go back to the atmosphere again. I mean, I think like when the, the when I kind of think of some of our best days in the stadium, it's almost like what you said there, kind of as well, Andy, where we're not expecting probably much. Like a lot of people looked at that, you know, text at two o'clock. Oh my God, three million. These as well, because I was bad. I like was struggling and you know here and that as well, and we did get it. But I think second half it was it was so good and what were noticeable all the stands were joining in and that as well it was mm. such a, a team effort really and that as well and there were a nice tweet one last night that Neil kind of put on from a West Brom fan saying 
it was easily the best atmosphere they've heard, like from an opposition fans. And and somebody, a town fan, kind of said, "Oh, yeah, it's because we've got nearly goal." But the guy replied straight away, says, oh, "We've been to places when we, you know, we've got a nearly goal at the Orphans this year, and we don't have anything like that." So yeah. I think it took a lot of pride for that kind of support. Mm. Last few games have been a bit like that. I think Millwall, Blackburn, um, you know, Hull, you know, tight, quite tense games. And, you know, people say, oh, you know, the old thing you only sing when you're winning. But when it's 3 0, it, it can be a worse atmosphere than when it's 1 0 because you, you need to, you know, it keeps you going as a fan and it keeps the team going as well. And as I say, yesterday, he spread from South Dan really well, killing the bank, we're getting involved and, you know, left hand side. And, um, Lawrence Battlestand, and like, I have no idea what it's called now, but you know, dug outside, they were getting involved as well. And it just comes back to that togetherness, doesn't it? Like, all in it together. And I think it showed again at the end, players like full lap, you know, everybody, shirts were being given out to kids in crowd and all that sort of stuff. And uh, it's, it's just nice to see, isn't it? it just, you just feel like we've got a good bunch now. Um, mm. Over the last mm. couple of years, we've had bad eggs in there, we've had these, you know, like. In definitely inverted commas superstar players. We don't we don't seem to have that anymore. Um, and you know, yesterday there were scrambles and bodies are flying on. I think if you watch highlights, there's, a, there's an absolutely incredible bock. I think it's um, yes. My peer said he just sort of lays down like a salmon on the floor and he just whacks him in, whacks him in chest, and then he got one in, he got one in nuts about five minutes <laughs> later. And you know, it just felt like die for the cause. And there's a fan. You can you appreciate that you know if you if, if teams play like that and they leave everything on the pitch and you lose one nil you come away saying you know what we've give it all today as a fan you, you can't ask much more than that and you know obviously to get the win is makes it even better but you know if anybody's listening at the club just just keep going with that sort of attitude because that is that is what you go to football for for that for that entertainment for that you come away thinking do you know what that was a good couple of hours that because I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah. We've got some tweets because we've got um, plenty of happy campers and that as well. I sometimes wonder when we win, it's like the people are willing to, but I just says, let's let's have the love. Come on, everyone. And they've all given it. So, Craig O'Rod, feel free to put in, guys, if you uh, want to answer this. Very good three points built off a solid defensive display. Can't imagine saying that in the past few seasons. Time to give Sauber a rest, recharge, and try Karoma. Looked heavy legged currently. He's very loyal, isn't he, Carlos? Because I've felt last two, three games. It's time for the sober and uh, he's especially Aaron's. I saw him play well in that B, but it just seems to be Thomas will always get the start. It's a bit weird. Maybe these, you know, another couple of midweek game. It's three games in a week. Maybe he'll change that. But sorry, that's that's sober Thomas sponsored by AKLD Training Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so for that reason only, he needs to play just so I get me a little bit of hey, me, me little... Cosy. What what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Come on, hey, every time it gets to <laughs> if, if I'm not, if I'm not using the business, yeah, he needs a rest. He needs a rest for me, and and Karoma needs to come in. Yeah. He's um, he's my little boy's favourite player as well, Andy. So he's mm. in good company there. He's, he's like, I need to get his shirt, Daddy. I want to get his shirt. Can you get me his shirt? Cam <laughs> Fry, a lot of passion and effort. Love to see when players like Pearson push each other to the limit and stay focused, especially after the red card. You do notice that, you know, his leadership is is fantastic. Is uh, yeah. honestly, it's it's nice having an old school centre back and that as well, isn't it? Because yeah. Yeah, we've got sexy Colwell defending, but mate, old school Puma match boots. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Again, Udders Wayne, one up early doors and held out for the win against a good side. We don't very often do it. Uh, Clark East with great three points based on 11 players putting in a massive shift. Even those who were below pass still ran and ran. I totally agree. And, and Danny Ward's uh, someone, it was really interesting, like, because obviously they had that miss and 
and maybe because we were winning, I don't know, but I'll give the crowd the benefit of doubt, but he got an absolutely fantastic evasion. I sent through his, uh, well, not, not his heat map, God, I'll get a bit too technical, his position map to you, Paz, didn't that? And his, oh, his heat map, the old heat map. No, not the heat map, but the other one, what's it called? We all the dots got about. Well, basically, it shows... No, it's touches, touches, yeah. yeah. Good him where he'd been on 90 minutes and that as well, it just shows, God, he were everywhere. I think he was serving hot dogs at half-time. <laughs> 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 but he was shut, so it shut down. So it <laughs> You can't, I'm really warm with him, Andy. We just kind of talked about before we came on air, but I know he's obviously, he's took a while to win the crowd. But I suppose when you look back on it now, it's just probably because he's never played, he's never fit. I think that's the frustration now mm. where rather than his, his pants, because he's never going to be prolific, but I can't knock someone who gives everything for the shirt, even though maybe a striker's job is to score that goal. Score yeah. the goals, yeah, yeah. Uh, really interesting one, um, just, sorry, just jumping in. Um, really interesting when someone like John Rhodes come back because what what how will that work? Because you, you lose you lose that mobility with him but you gain that prowess in box, don't you? And it'd be really interesting to see what Carlos what, what comes up with there. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that to see what happens. I, I guess the biggest compliment I'd give him is we, we kind of signed Nipo on loan from West Ham, obviously when Rose was injured, probably with an eye on kind of taking that spot and, and he's not mm. been able to force his way into the team now. How much that is a result of Danny Ward, how much that is kind of ineffectiveness of Nepo kind of reality is probably six or one and a half a dozen of the other. But um, I, mean, I think he's been good, Ward, kind of to, to your point, because he kind of last season he was just a write off, wasn't he? And I think everyone was sat there questioning why we're we giving this bloke a three year deal and what a waste of money. And then here we are now kind of thinking, you know what, he's working bloody hard for a shirt, kind of very good defensively, kind of from corners, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you almost kind of want him just to kind of get a couple more goals, don't you, to kind of keep his place in the team. Well, the still publics are no mugs. They won't be fooled by people. And I loved it yesterday that the fact there was a standing ovation for him and his name would be chanted. And it was brilliant because it could have easily gone the other way because it was just, just seconds after, wasn't it? Like, editing his hands, he can't. It must have been gutting for him because he'd want to think <laughs> and then you're off, mate, and that as well. But I'll finish Clark's tweet because it's absolutely brilliant. I totally agree with it. Like, he says, putting a massive shift, even though those were well below par, still ran and ran. Lack of quality will be our ultimate undoing. But for guts, togetherness and desire, we have our bloody club back. And I love it. And that is just what I, exactly what I'm saying. Mm. John Broadley, defence was excellent as always. But the fact that they could hold midfield against that team without Ogden Vallejo was the big positive, especially with Ogden out for five weeks, which will come on now. Scott, I should grow in confidence from today. And forgot, we've never mentioned it, but John Russell uh, came on and looked promising too. But there's no getting away from that. Is the Johnny Ogg is a it's a big blow that as well, and yeah, it, it's been a positive podcast so far. But it, and Carlos knows his players and the medical players better than me. But Peter Brady were knackered. He should never. He should have gone off after forty or thirty-eight minutes when he were down. He, he hobbled to half time, took him on. He played at Cardiff when I couldn't believe it, and off he went again. And I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say, don't you? Yeah. The ground is that. Give him six weeks out now when it maybe could have been two. I haven't got a clue about medical stuff though, to be fair, but it's I'm not sure. I'm not, I mean, you'll never know, will we? But would he have made that decision if Vallejo had been on the bench? Possibly not. Mm-hmm. Or, or been able to come into the team. Kind of Scott High is good, but he's a different type of player to the two. And, um, it's hard, Andy, isn't it? Again, we'll never know. Andy, what, what? I think I think you're right there, Sir. I think if Vallejo's fit, Hog misses a couple of games there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's played through necessity rather than you know, like wanting to. Um, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. We've, we've, we've got first game out of way and we've won, so you never know. I know the medical staff ultimately have the final say, but Andy, if you're like, are you, if you, are you swayed by the player? I mean, we see this all the time. I know there's been a lot made about concussion and players saying, all right, to come on, that's a different argument. It's an head injury, what have you. But if players are saying, Fisher's like, I'm all right. I suppose for his experience, Andy, I suppose I'm answering my own question here. You've got to, if Johnny Oxford is all right to carry on, he has to carry on, doesn't he? Would you say no to him? Would you say, okay, uh, he'd absolutely snap you in half. So, I, I think there's, there's so many stats that the, 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 them bloody catapult vests that they wear and everything, they get so many bits of feedback on each of the players and, and whether they're in red zones for, for fitness and, and, and stress and stuff like that. But I think Oggy said, look, I feel fit, I'm going to play. And I don't think Coburn's gone. Actually, mate, you're not fit. You're not going to play. Um, I think there's a little bit of 
Um, Pog's keenness to, to to be the captain of the, of the team of the club is has probably been his undoing. There, he should he shouldn't have played. You're right. He, he, he was he was knackered, wasn't he? So he should have he should have been told, no, mate, you're taking a rest. Jordi Calvert, the best tweet. Well, 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 we're pretty good, aren't we? Big love art emojis, blue and white, and a big smile. Patrick Dean will always get his tweets read out when he plays with me, but so many positive today. Pearson was a man, Matt, and we got good nabby, more in inverted commas, you know, Matt's uh, calling. Yeah. Turton's best game for town. We haven't even mentioned him and uh, thought he did, you know, solid. Sinanu, yeah, let's touch on him. We've not really mentioned him. I had a feeling, mate, when he get one goal, he get another, and I think... He's kind of a bit of enigma in, but he does. He was very effective. I think he's a very clever footballer in there, and I think we're going to see him go from strength to strength now on that as well. Great predator instinct in that box, Si. Yeah, no, definitely, mate. Um, it's strange because when he kind of signed, kind of thought he was more of an attacking player, and actually, Corbin's typically played him in that kind of midfield three, really, hasn't he? And I don't feel as though up until kind of the last couple of games he's really influenced the game in that kind of top third of the pitch. But um, yeah, kind of getting himself in some right positions, isn't it? So um, more of that, please. Paul's is frozen, but it's got a nice smile. Even if he has a new, bless him. He <laughs> looks happy. Yeah. I'm still here, lads. I can hear you. I can hear you. <laughs> Richard Ucky, the realist, 20 points from safety. No thought. We were good today. Just, just our midfield needs to be more clinical with passes. Should have had more goals today. Uh, Paul Cooney, a very steadfast defensive display with everyone playing their part. Lots of excellent blocks along with high work rates. HTFC jeans with squad rotation, we can be as good as we were today. But Carlos rotates more. Sorba could do with four weeks off. He looks so drained. Uh, Hursty says, uh, nice to see us rotate a little with subs and injuries. Get the job done. Simon Pearson, immense. Anyone see Carlos spit his water out and throw the bottle when certain let a cross get in? <laughs> That's quality to hear that. Is <laughs> He's passionate, he certainly is. Uh, and his coaching team and that as well, they're all up for it. If you notice on Twitter, Saturday night, it's about four or five of them, that more. That's good though, I like that. I like stuff like that. Mm. You know, all in it together and, you know, I, I never see Carlos as being like the head guy, if that makes sense. He's not He's not the, He's not not the. a one. He seems to work with his team really well and he seems to be a, a bit of, obviously he's the, you know, the name of the manager and stuff, but they all seem to work real well as a unit. Um, and I think that's that's good. He's not just out there by himself. He's got, you know, his obviously mates with him as well. And um, yeah, I think I think that's it's nice to see a group all together in a, in a dugout. Normally it's just manager sort of on his own. And we, we've been critical, haven't we, about too much instruction going on and, you know, shouting and bawling and stuff like that. But you know what the Spanish are like because they all too well. They're very passionate, aren't they? And if, you know, things aren't going the way that they want them to do, they're not, they're not going to keep quiet about it, are they? It's brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. There's a tweet here from someone called Andy K, but it talks crap, so we'll just... Ignore that. Ignore that. Ignore that. Yeah, just say, say the best to last. Yeah. Hey. Doubtful. Doubtful. Pauses, pauses, brilliant. We've got the voice and the smile, mate. We don't want him to camera. <laughs> I've no idea who's going to speak I don't know why I've frozen on yours. Mate, it's because Mark Miner's two outside, man. A great job. <laughs> performance. Defence, superb. Worked hard in midfield. Thomas was off it again. And Danny Ward, once again, putting a shift in onto QPR up the town. Adam Bell, Lee Nichols' levels of housing today were unreal today. Catching the ball and then showing the crowd, goading the West Brom players to come for the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Does any of us actually think he was injured in the 85th minute? Outstanding gamesmanship. <laughs> I saw that at the other end. Nowhere Not near. a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> yeah. Mark White, uh, Carlos got it right. Would like to see Mippo on since we were playing counter-attack, but great three points. Uh Neil Berry, what a magnificent team effort back three midfield work their rocks off. Getting really worried about our mid-table challenge now. Might have to settle for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Essex Terry, a job done, not pretty at times, but did the business fairly sound defensively and against 10 men in the end, another step forward, I think, and three points in the bag. So, yeah, there's uh, our messages from yesterday. So, yeah, happy people in that as well. But you know what? We've got to say it as it is and a number of times we've come on here miserable and stuff like that as well. It's, uh, you know, kind of supporting. We kind of want to touch a bit of negative thing really in that as well. So I happened to come out of the ground yesterday and there was some bad trouble. The worst I've seen uh, at the stadium for a long, long time, kind of outside. And it was a weird day when I got into town yesterday. I've never seen so many police. And uh, I remember I was saying to one of the police, oh, there's a lot of you out here. They says, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of been called a high profile game or high 
what do they call it? And I expectancy game, but so during the game, I don't know what you thought, Paul's, but they were kind of no nothing major. Well, there were bits being swapped when they're over the divide and that as well. But after the game, it was yeah, it was really really bad. So there was uh, West Brom got a lot of coaches. Must have been twelve or thirteen coaches and stuff of like that as well. So. I was kind of talking to someone at the club today because I put a little message out yesterday saying it wasn't, it wasn't acceptable, really. Someone tweeted me saying, you know, it's the first time I've ever felt unsafe at the ground. I, I kind of held my son's hand harder than I've ever done and that as well. But mm. I people getting punched and, and pushed there. But I have to say the police did a fantastic job and it was really scary because there were like six horses charging in and a lot of swearing and come on other field and all that. And it was very dark. So I think the big problem for me up there is that the club really need to sort it out with the lighting up there in the car park bit behind the south stand. That needs sorting because it's a sitting duck, really. You've got away and home fans coming up together, you know, very dark in between cars. It's a, it's just a license, really, for what happened yesterday. And uh, I was chatting to a few West Brom fans as well, coming back after it kind of finished. And they said, it's yeah, it makes them sad now because they've got a really bad element who's started to go watch them away and that as well. And must admit, they mentioned the Millwall game where early on the season was some really bad trouble down there. So I think the police were expecting him. I thought they handled it really, really well. But we're horrible to see like kind of people screaming and like old people caught up in it and stuff like that as well. Come on. So I think, you know, it's not for me, but if people want to fight, just do it somewhere quiet and that as well. And for a minute, and I would talk at someone today and apparently uh, on the, in the train station, it went off and that as well. And then at Marsden Station, there was a big brawl between 20, 30 guys and that as well. So it's a shame, isn't it, really, that this kind of stuff's come back, maybe. Let's just hope it were an isolated incident because, Paul, what we don't want is, obviously, we've gone about the South Stand and mm. fantastic, you know, how it's, we've got that stand now and whatever you're in. You know, honestly, let's be honest, I can't remember any other game where there's been anything like that. So let's just hope it's a one-off, but we don't want to see that coming back in the uh, the game. Yeah, I think it'd be quite easy, you know, hopefully, like I say, it's a one-off, but if not, it's just, well, it's, it's a really funny layout out there, isn't it? Because, you know, they've got the ramp down to where away coaches are, so you just think of, you know, a line of, a line of stewards at the bottom of that hill to stop town fans walking up, and then a line of stewards, you know, to stop people coming out of the South Stand and turning immediately right and let, let away fans filter up to the coaches, or just, just keep them in for 10 minutes and let, you know, town fans disperse. I know it's a little bit difficult with town of one. And I think you can do that. We were probably in, we were probably in one with us another 10 minutes after the match anyway. So, you know, that probably wouldn't have helped. But, yeah, hopefully, like you say, an isolated incident. And it is dark out there. I do think they should probably get some better lighting and that would probably stop a lot of it just because, you know, people think they can put the rod up and, and get away with it. But, yeah, hopefully those people that got caught up in it who, you know, clearly don't want to get involved in that sort of thing had to... Um, that too scared by it, and especially if any kids got got you know witnessed it and stuff like that, because something like that could put you off, couldn't it? So, you know, a little bit sad. But if if police dealt with it, then you know, you know, fair play to them and stuff. But you know, sometimes it's you know, I'm, I'm one of these. I quite like an edgy atmosphere rather than it being all friendly and stuff. But there's a line in there. You don't you know, you don't cross it. Um, so yeah. your fingers crossed. Just a just an isolated incident, but it seems to be happening not just at town but up and down country at the moment. From from what I've seen this season, I don't know if it's People blowing off a bit of steam from COVID or whatever, but um, yeah, it seems seems to be creeping back in a little bit now. It's like I say, the you know a bit of an edgy atmosphere for me is is good, but you know there's no need to start leathering folk up and down, especially when there's people out there who don't want to be involved in that sort of thing. You know that's not fair to them. No, I, again, I just want to kind of end just praise the police because how many times they get stick for this, that, and the other, but they were fantastic. And I was like, oh my god, because like there were six horses just charging in, and I just thought it's a recipe for chaos. But they were fantastic because they kind of pushed the people who were fighting to kind of one side and, and created a bit of a, a way for everyone to get out. But it's weird because a few other people were like, oh, I never saw anything, and that's also well. he probably only went on for about a minute, minute and a half, but mm-hmm. nah, probably too much in that as well. But but yeah, we've kind of touched on it early moving on again, but top six challenges, Andy, you had your say kind of no, and pause. you were like, you know, you don't think that, but yesterday maybe a bit of a watershed moment, but it's, it, I, I just can't get him out of my head that. West Brom were third and stuff. I still think, even though Neil was kind of wondering yesterday, they might not finish top six, but I still think, well, Fulham are on another planet, really. Bournemouth today, maybe just a one-off, but I still think there's three spots there, really. I just think if we're to get there, it, we're going to need a lot of luck. Here with his injuries, which we don't seem to be getting now, but, and again, I keep seeing these O'Brien Elite stuff coming back again and resurfacing and, and that. I think we need everyone to stay, a couple of additions and a bit of luck, but, but it, 
I think it, at what point, Si, this is one for you, let's, let's stop my waffling. At what point do we think, is it New Year's Day where we're still up there, we're after the window when we still know we've got left and Dean's in or if he's not in and stuff. At what point do I say to my friends at work, we've got a chance of getting in the playoffs here, mate. Is it now? January? Man. I think you're right. I think you're, I think you're right to say we've got a chance now, definitely. Um, obviously, the longer time goes on, the more realistic that claim is, I guess, we'll wait to be seen. I remember Phil, he might have been on this podcast, Karen, but we did say towards the start of the season, ask me again in February, kind of as to where, where he thinks we'll finish or what his expectations were, and that'll be when he'll give us a, a proper answer. And probably some truth in that right now, isn't there? Obviously, a lot of what has been the bridge since then for Phil personally, but in terms of what he said, actually, Post February or come February, we'll be through the transfer window. We'll know who's staying, who we've brought in. I think we're definitely a good chance. I, I just worry that the lack of an out and out goal scorer is what's going to hold us back. You kind of think about obviously Fulham and Bournemouth with Mitrovic and Solanke, kind of they will help them get there. And you look at someone like Blackburn who've got kind of Diaz who's scored a lot of goals. Just do worry, kind of, there might be certain games where we kind of really miss out and out goal scorer. But Right now, we've got as good a chance as anyone in that kind of certainly that top half. Andy, should we just shut up and just think the first season in a few years, we're enjoying it, we're, we're knocking a big hit as nose out of joint, mm. we're, we're, get, we're enjoying this football again. Should we just set up for that? And you know, even if we finish 30, that's good, or or do we really, you know, I know it's can we, I don't want to go on that debate. Do we want to go up? Will we, forget that. It's just like I, I just think Glory's there to win to grab it when you can get it, but it's yeah. It's weird because you look at the table, you think like there's still, there's still five points between us and like, I don't know, 14th, 15th, but it's, uh, you can never, success just comes now and again, don't you? You can't pick and choose, can you? If it's there, you grab it. But I think, mm. I don't know, it's it's weird, man. I don't, I just feel so happy. I'd maybe getting too carried away with stuff really. Well, isn't that the point of supporting a football team that you do get carried away from yeah. time to time? Isn't, isn't that absolutely what it's all about? And then you you, you plumb the depths when the, they're rubbish, and we've had loads of that for what the last three or four years. We've been absolutely shocking, haven't we? So, no, why, why, why the hell not get yeah. a little bit excited about it? I, I get it's that old cliche, you know, one game at a time, sweet Jesus, and we're all going to just take it one game at a time. But if we did, you never know. I'm, I'm still looking for the 55 point mark to be to be done and dusted, and then I'll be happy, and then we can have we can kick on from there. Andy, so, why have we got? 1,900 tickets for Barnsley in a totally random thing. What's all that about? That ain't all 7,000. Is that just a... Yeah, it does. It's, it's something to do with the... Um, the, the they've shut the West Stand. Uh, so that's because there's all sorts of... Couple, some say it's falling down, some say it's not. So they've had to move people from that stand into the, the, the other two home stands. And I, I don't know whether that's reduced the number of stewards they've got available. But yeah, there's been a, a definite reduction in the... The number of people that, that, that they're giving tickets for, I'm, I'm not really really sure. It's just that even like Barnsley rates of mind, they're, they're not quite sure about what's what's really going on there. The, the club's struggling a bit from what their my mates are telling me, which is which is great. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I got plenty of jip last year, so they're getting it back this year. Um, but yeah, rightly so, we got jip last year. They were brilliant last year, to be fair to them. But yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure about what's going on at all at the minute. But yeah, I think, I think, this, I think it is the steward thing, Andy. I read yeah, somewhere yeah. that because they're, they're struggling to recruit stewards, so mm. they can't. Obviously, I'm guessing there's some sort of quote. Oh, they come out of fans. You've got to have white man stewards, and yeah. I think they managed to. I think when they had Chef United, Chef United managed to sort out somehow bust a lot of stewards in, so they could take four thousand. But it'd be a real shame if that is the case. We've been only have just over nineteen hundred because. You know, we're doing well at the moment. We, we don't hysterically do well at Barnsley, but we always take, you know, 4,000. So yeah. it'd be a real shame if we only get that 1,900. I will. Not enough stewards. Can't believe it. Get it all. Well, yeah. <laughs> What's the world coming to? If I can't go, that's a bloody home game for me. I can walk to bloody Oakwell. So if I can't get tickets, I won't, I won't be an happy budget at all. Time, Devlin, update this week. Pretty much not not much to report, I don't think, on it really and that as well. Again, touched on the uh, the ownership situation and stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't think anything kind of much news, just as usual, just rumours and, and stuff like that as well. Uh, what's going to happen, boys? Uh, There's one word that worries me. He uses the word genuinely. I say there's genuinely nothing I can tell you. 
anybody uses the word genuinely in that situation actually means there is stuff I, I, I could tell you, but I'm not going to do. So I think yeah. there's stuff going on behind the scenes that he, he's not oh, capable yeah. of telling us. I think there's, I think there'll be a change of ownership at some point in the near future. Well, I, I were actually on that on the car with the with the ATT, and there were a lot of things that were at this time. There's no change. There were a lot mm, of things. Yeah. I'm just you know just having a quick look at me notes, and you know somebody asked about the the ownership, and it were. You know, I explained that Phil has 75% shareholder of HGFC at this time. Um, and it's like, that is that going to be long-term or short-term? And then it went straight back to, well, we don't know, we can't tell you. So to me, you weren't lying because you weren't lying because at that particular moment in time, you know. Um, but three weeks later, four weeks later, that could all change. The one thing that I did say on that call, though, and I made it, you know, made quite a big point of it that, don't try to cover up things. If there's things going on, just be honest. Just just say, you know, and if, if you generally can't say because legal matters or anything like that, but if there is something going on, just say, yeah, discussions are being too hard or don't just blanket it with there's nothing to, you know, there's no change or nothing's happening when things clearly will be happening. Just just be honest and because if not, then, you know, it's like people, people fill those voids with ridiculous rumours and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, the will want it business as usual as much as possible and it is... I won't say we're a worrying time for a fan because if Dean's there and he's happy to, to fund the club, as they've said, then fair enough. You know, he's there, he's still got 25%. He's not going to want it to fall through the floor. Will he take it on and then look to sell straight away? Will he take it on um, and, and run it a bit longer term? We, You know, that's the sort of questions that we need to be looking at, you know, moving forward. And, you know, obviously it's a terrible thing that's happened to Phil. We've, you know, we've said his piece on Phil or I certainly have on this podcast, but, you know, I certainly won't wish him any harm and, you know, if his business has gone to rack and ruin and he's losing, you know, losing a fortune, then you've got to feel sorry for him for that. And certainly all the staff that, that worked for him, you know, Huddersfield Town is is a football club, but there's there's bigger things out there, people losing their jobs just before Christmas and stuff like that. So, you know, thoughts for those people at this time. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Certainly as we come into January, they did say there were gonna be no difference in the plans that they had in place. So you know, if we're looking at players, the plan is still to bring those in. Somebody asked about selling. Uh, is there any now plans to suddenly start having a fire sale? And, you know, we're quite adamant that no. If if bids come in for players, they will be considered as they would have been before this news. But as you say, Andy, a lot of that were, you know, more than what you're actually saying at the moment. Yeah, and I yeah. guess only time will tell on that. Mm. Oz, you might as well stay there and tell us about this Q&A that's coming up, which sounds Pretty exciting and that as well. That's uh, be good at Magic Rock. I don't know where uh, have you ever heard of them yet. I think they sponsored a crappy pod I've heard, but yeah. <laughs> they do a nice lager, I must admit. They do a nice lager. Town lager, I think it's called. Uh, 10% off with uh, Cole using our podcast. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That's why I've got not behind it today. I was <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've got a little a little QA coming up, just a bit of a fundraiser more than all else. Uh, we have quite a lot of dialogue with certain players and people at the club. You know, they're really on board with what we do. Um, Ari Toffolo has been a you know massive champion for us, and you know we, we speak to him quite regular. Uh, Robin and Rachel in support of services, and you know the legend is Andy Booth. You know we we have really good dialogue with them, and we, we kind of help each other out in in certain aspects of what we do, and you know they help us out. So I think it'll be a really good opportunity. Um, yeah, down at Magic Rock, um, you should have I should have prepped better because I could have got all exact details, but we'll be putting some information out. Um, the week next couple of days through our social media and a note club have put some out. But I think it's Toffolo, O'Brien, Pearson, and Carlos going down. I think there's space for about 190. It's uh, just pay on the door donations, uh, you know, whatever you feel, see fit, uh, cash only. Um, I know not many people carry cash these days, so I get to a cash machine and draw, draw some out. Stick a, stick a fiver in or a tenner in, and it'll go a long way to help funding, you know, what we do in South Stand as well as having a good night with, you know, a couple of players and, and manager. Sounds good, Pause. Any excuse to have that beautiful town lager, mate? Especially when we're with <laughs> the town. Isn't it, isn't it? Always tastes nicer when you've won it. Must, there must be something in it that when we win it, makes it taste better. Oh, mate. Everything just tastes better when you win, doesn't it? I was buzzing today. Well, it was such a nice feeling when you wake up when... You know, you said to me earlier on, because I had lost a bit of love for it all, a bit like probably a few people, and uh, it's... I don't know. It's just like... Today, we're just one of those great days. We like, felt like a ready break man, you know, like... Especially when you work with <laughs> and stuff, and especially when uh, my Spanish friend smashed in that goal of today. But no, but uh, 
it's just nice, isn't it, to be positive and to almost puff your chest out. And it's like, we're a little town and, you know, this is what we're about. Because as we know from experience that stuff's, no, disaster's never far lurking and, and that as well. But it's, uh, when I, I just can't get, when people are saying like, Sky News promotion, you know, playoff seeking us little town. It's like, this is just like alien for me, but long may it continue. I mean, the games don't get any easier. Uh, anyone watched the QPR game on there? Friday night, no, we're in for a tough battle. And then Chris Wilder, I mean, that's another cracker, isn't it? Next Saturday, Chris Wilder brings uh, probably a sellout mm. up in Middlesbrough. A shame it not Mr. Warnock, but yeah, so two tough games. Uh, we'll let the, the other pod uh, do the previewing, but pods, how many points next two games, mate, is coming our way? One, one, one. Know, it's one of, could be none, could be six, you don't know, do you? I think I'd definitely take a point down at QPR there. Get off the fence, boss. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what let's go I'll say four I think we can get four oh, I was going to say four bloody hell yeah we'll get a, we'll you know get a point down at QPR and a, and a, and a win at Middlesbrough that's perfectly doable um, from what I've seen in town this year equally zero is perfectly doable as well so we'll <laughs> see but yeah if you want the nailed on thing I'll go, I'll go with four we, we can, we've got the potential three. to get four certainly three for me and it uh, two Wow, so we're not losing. Come on, we're unbeatable again. <laughs> Doing the Lee clap. Yeah, did you see there was that anniversary on it? That Lee clap thing the other day, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. What's he doing now, by the way? <laughs> you must. Oh, I'll tell you what I saw yesterday. Yeah. Sort of a random thing, but I, got, I picked up some tickets like 12 o'clock yesterday, and this guy in a suit, how are you doing? How are you doing? Just speaks to him, Peter Jackson. What a top man he is. He's such a gentleman, isn't it? It was a legend, didn't it? We, I know we had a bit of a joke, didn't we, about him because he had time when you told me that story, but he's always knocking around down there, isn't he? Oh, he'll do all for a free pint with our Jacko. So, <laughs> good luck to him. <laughs> right, that's it. We've uh, enjoyed the pod, and I suppose we'll end how we started, really, that Uddersfield Town means a lot to so many people, and it can be a, a thing of so much comfort. Uh, for people. So it makes me proud that, you know, when I kind of see some of them tweets today about, you know, people that we've lost and things like that as well, that... I know Shankly says it's not about life or death and what have you and that as well, more important than that, but it matters to so many people and that as well. So as long as it keeps mattering, we will always be here and that as well as supporters. And uh, yeah, even those people who've maybe fallen out of love with town and that as well, you're not telling me they haven't looked at the, the table or the results and think, get mm. in there and that. We want everyone back, mate. And uh, let's hope the other crowds pick up and uh, maybe Saturday against Middlesbrough, pause, we can be pushing. What did it give it the crowd out yesterday, by the way? Did anyone... 17 and a half, just about. Yeah, not bad. It's a Middlesbrough game's pound a kid and all. If, you, if you're if you under 18, it's only a pound to get in. So it's a good opportunity to those people who have been, who, you know, like you say, falling out of love. If they've got kids, get them down there. There's a great little fan zone down there now for kids. There's, you know, the club shop, there's a, you know, you can go and play FIFA and there's a table football face painting. There's loads of stuff for kids to do. So if you, you know, if you're on the fence about going down, you've got a nipper, get them down there because uh, my little lad certainly loves it. And, uh, you know, for a pound, what, what else can you do on a Saturday afternoon? Mm. Get your ass to the stadium next week. You've been told. <laughs> Adios. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while Upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily And every goal Shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup 
back to Huddersfield So town play up and bring the car back to The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.